and deeds. Glory to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Come to me, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Jewish ears. 
Indeed, Torah had also been referred to as a yoke, giving direction, acting as a unifying force to the people of Israel. It was a common metaphor in rabbinic literature, but it's also one that's picked up by wisdom who speaks in, in Sirach. Wisdom says that if you follow the law, you will find rest. And many have noticed that what Jesus says here is uncannily similar to the speeches of wisdom. However, there is a one crucial difference. Jesus calls on his audience to follow him and to take up his yoke. Jesus is calling all to himself. But why? And if a yoke is meant to guide, what are they being guided into? Well, take a step back. And we'll look at verse 27. Jesus here declares that no one knows the Father except the Son, those to whom the Son reveals him. So Jesus' message is clear. Come to me, and I will reveal the Father to you. It's one of John's great big neon signs that he puts up again and again. Look to Jesus, and you will find God. Jesus isn't calling them to a new faction based on his interpretation of Torah. No, Jesus is calling them to himself. Come to me, and I will give you rest. Many of Jesus' audience had yearned for the day when the Messiah would come, and that day was at hand. And yet what Jesus was saying was that the coming of the Messiah was more glorious than they could ever have imagined. God wasn't sending another prophet or another king, though Jesus was these things. But he was so much more. God himself had descended to earth and become man in Jesus Christ, incarnate by the Holy Spirit. In so doing, he would bridge that gap between God and humanity, allowing God the Holy Spirit God in his fullness to dwell among us forever and invite us into the mystery of the Trinity itself. Now that's categorically not some Gnostic call to a higher level of enlightened existence, free from the shackles of a material world where there's wood and earth and bread and wine. No, God became man and dwelt among us, and dwells among us still by the Holy Spirit, so that we may answer the call to discipleship here and now on earth. Jesus calls us to take his yoke upon us and learn from him. He calls on us to be guided by him all the days of our life, to be directed in straight paths. Now that yoke the yoke of Christ may be easy. That burden may be light, but it's still a yoke. And it's still a burden. That yoke is easy. And that burden is light, precisely because we do not rely on our own strength, but on the sacrifice of Christ, and on our sanctification by the Spirit. Now that call demands in two ways. You can feel a joyous sense of release, that you don't rely on your own strength, but can rely on God. 
but it can also be a painful realization that we have to set aside control. Because we are to learn from him who is gentle and humble in heart. And so we are called to put aside selfish ambition and embody the fruit of the spirit every day we wake. That is the soul of discipleship because that is exactly what Christ himself did. He, who was equal with God, set aside all that was his by right to become the lowest of the low for the sake of us all. He brought the presence of God to the people and from that sprung hope, healing, repentance, liberation, and love. We too carry that presence with us as the Holy Spirit dwells within. And thus the fruit of the Spirit is both the guide and effect of our discipleship. We are to let love be our guide. To let the joy of the Lord be our strength. To walk in all spaces with shoes of peace. To be patient with those who test us. To be kind to all. To have hearts of pure intent and goodness. To be gentle with our words. To be faithful to our word given and our faith declared. And finally, to never lose control to our passions. In so doing, we in our own flawed manner help to reveal God to the world so that all of humanity and all of our wonderful diversity may come to God and find rest. It's a pretty daunting task. <laughs> I mean, it often feels like we're called to be saints when we most feel like devils. But here, again, friends, is where we find our rest. Christ has made us saints. And when we find ourselves lost, hopeless, or just plain tired, Jesus calls us to himself to rest. Our souls are restless until they rest in you, said St. Augustine. So you remember when I said this wasn't going to be an altar call? <clears throat> well, it is. <laughs> I call upon all of us to come to this table and find our rest. Whatever your Eucharistic theology happens to be, I don't care. Come. And in partaking together of this sacrament, seek after God. Tune your hearts to the song of the Spirit that dwells within you. Look to the cross and what Jesus did for you. Praise the Father for the love that he has for you. So if you feel like you're inadequate, come. Hear God say that you're enough. And you'll find your rest. If there's something you just can't let go, cast it at the foot of the cross. Take up his burden. Come. And you'll find rest. If you don't know why you're here, if you don't know why, where you're going, 
Know that Christ's yoke is upon you. He's guiding you in straight paths, directing you where he goes. Come, and you'll find rest. If you're weary of the world, trying to save the world all on your own, know that God already won. And that you can come and find rest. If you feel like you're always on the outside looking in, know that the loving arms of God always surround you. And you are his. So come and find your rest. Come to this table and find your rest.